Welcome to the Gambling Couch, everybody. I am your host, Kate, joined here by Seth. How's it going, everybody? No Keaton with us this week. Um, we've got a lock, though. Wait for the lock. You give us one lock. It's coming. Um, so we're going to... We, we started with a new format last week. We're just going to kind of go game by game, down the list, follow along on the Oregon Lottery Scoreboard app, if you're interested in putting any money down on some of these um, NFL games this week, we'll start out with the Thursday night game, which we are currently watching. Um, obviously, maybe live. I guess you probably won't listen to this by the time. Um, you won't. You won't listen to this. You know, while this game's going on, but Bear, Cowboys are getting killed. Yeah, twenty four seven right now. Um, Bears are up on the Cowboys late in the third. And I did like the Bears here. I thought this was a good spot for them. Cowboys are coming off a bad loss last week. Um, Thursday night games are always a little bit weird. Cowboys are trending downwards. Trubisky played decent last week. I like the Bears team. Um, Cowboys are still in the playoff contention in the NFC East just because the Eagles are not playing well. East is terrible. It's pretty bad. Redskins are going to come out on top. Well, What are they, 4-8? and eight? I don't know if they even have four wins. I think they do. They had back-to-back wins but, the last two weeks. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that division is just kind of up for grabs right now. We'll see how it finishes out. It's probably the worst division in football so far. Oh, yeah. Um, but Cowboys are trending the wrong way. Bears got the win last week on Thanksgiving against the not-very-good Detroit Lions and their backup quarterback. But we'll kind of see which way these teams continue to trend as the year goes. Um, Trubisky's been running the ball today, which has been impressive to me. He wasn't doing that a whole lot um, in the past few weeks. He just made a tackle. That's funny. Um, but they were saying earlier on the broadcast he had six runs for first downs all year coming into this game, and he has three so far. And we're uh, almost done with the third quarter, so there's still time for him. Um, if he can run the ball, I mean, he's been playing well tonight. The thing about Trubisky, though, is you know there's those weeks where he looks like he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. And, I mean, he looks good tonight, but that's not something I'm going to count on week to week. I mean, this is still an offense that they have the weapons, especially at running back. Allen Robinson had a wide receiver, but I don't trust them, you know, every single week to go out and do what they're doing right now to this Cowboys team who, like you said, has been trending downwards. Yeah, they're probably – I think the Bears are probably out of it at this point um, playing in the NFC North. Um, but, you know, it's it's possible that – the the Cowboys should lock up a playoff spot, but we'll see how the Eagles um, fare as well. So we'll move on to the first real one of the week. It's a great one. The New York Jets are at home, laying five and a half points against the Miami Dolphins, who got the surprise victory, the upset of the week last week against the Eagles um, at home. Over under here is forty five and a half. Um, this is probably a stay away for me. Seventy percent of the money is on the Jets here, which really? is which is kind of scary. Really, um, Adam Gase revenge game? No, probably not. But he was a Dolphins head coach as of what a couple years ago. He hasn't been great, um, but maybe looking to you know pull one over on his old team. The one thing that kind of sticks out to me, the reason I am going with Miami, is Brian Flores is very familiar with this Jets team. He was a coach with the Pats for. Um, a number of years, and he's kind of familiar with what they do. I don't think Darnold plays well. I'll take the points. I'll take the team that's been playing better football these last few weeks. 
with the Miami Dolphins. I'm with you. I'm actually, I'm I'm pretty locked on the Dolphins here. Um, only thing that was scary to me is I think it could be a trap spot. Um, looking at what these teams did last week, Dolphins got that big win against the Eagles. Jets got killed. They put up what three points on a really bad Bengals defense. Yeah. Um, so I thought maybe that's a trap spot. I thought the public would be on the Dolphins for that reason, but. 70% of the money's on the Jets. I'm going to go counter that. I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. You're getting five and a half points. Um, they're trending trending in the right direction. This is a football team that wants to win. They're not out here tanking. That's maybe what the front office wanted. That's not what Brian Flores wants. That not, that's not what these players want. They're playing good football. Um, and, I mean, this is a team that's to start the year. They're one of the worst, you know, in history for, through the first, like, you know, however many weeks. They're still not that good. But I'm taking the Dolphins here, plus five and a half. I don't like the Jets. I think they're too up and down. Darnold hasn't really figured it out and put it all together for multiple weeks in a row. We saw that last week where he struggled um, against the Bengals. So I'm taking the Dolphins here. It's a pretty strong lean for me. I, I like the Dolphins at plus five and a half. Yeah, and I think the biggest reason you see a lot of money on the Jets is just the fact that Miami's been pretty bad this year. They have been playing better recently, but they're probably one of, if not the worst roster in football. But they're well coached, and you know we've seen the Jets. They're just a roller coaster. So. It's something I'll probably stay away from. Um, don't really have a lean with you over under either. So um, Seth likes Miami, though. I like him, too. Um, that's where I'd go if I had to. Uh, Green Bay is at home, laying 12.5 versus the Washington Redskins. Um, over under for this thing is 41.5. Biggest thing here, it's a lot of points. The Green Bay offense hasn't been great in weeks past. Um, they run the ball well, but they kind of slowed down here. Um, they got a win over the Giants last week. They, they, they struggled to put it away. They kind of let the Giants hang around a little bit. Um, but the Redskins run the ball really well, and I think that is what this will come down to. They will try to control the ball. Darius Geis looked awesome last week coming back from injury a couple weeks ago. Rodgers has been pretty average all year. Packers are 28th in DVOA against the run which really hurts um, when that's the strength of the Washington football team. So I would lean Redskins if I had to, but I don't trust Dwayne Haskins, and it's just a lot of points. So, yeah, we're going to start off with two locks in a row for me. I'm taking the Redskins plus 12.5. Absolutely love this line. You already mentioned the big points. The Packers are not very good against the run, and that's exactly what the Redskins want to do. They don't want Haskins throwing the ball 30 times a game. They want to hand it off to guys. They want to hand it off to AP. And just let them go to work. And I think getting guys back is a big help for that offense. Um, their defense has been, you know, average this year. It's not terrible like I thought they were going to be. The Packers' offense, on the other hand, I uh, was reading something earlier about how, it, uh, in terms of yards per play, they're one of the like bottom five teams in the league. The Redskins are actually above them uh, in that in that aspect. Um, so I, I'm not buying in on this Packers offense right now. I think they're going to struggle to stop the run, and I think that's going to lead to long possessions for the Redskins, and they're just going to kind of hold the ball. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, um, and you know when it's a low-scoring game, you want to take the points because you know there's less room for the Packers to kind of to, to get away from them. So I'm going to take the Redskins here, plus 12.5. I think they're going to control the ball, run the clock out, and try to rely on that defense to get them a victory. Yeah, I'm with you. Um... So New Orleans is at home, laying two and a half points, playing San Francisco with that tough loss last week against the Ravens. They played well. Um, what do you got here? This one's. This is the first one where I don't have a lock. I don't even really have a strong lean here because I really like both these teams. I would probably slightly lean to the Niners just because I think they have a much better defense, um, and I think that's going to give Drew Brees and Co. some problems. 
Um, but that does worry me because I could see Michael Thomas having a big game, even against a really, really good secondary. He's been going off against everybody this year that, that they put in front of him. Um, but I would lean the Niners. I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. They're one of the best running teams in the NFL. Um, Garoppolo's been doing a good job of keeping keeping the ball in their hands and you know working off a of play action and making plays, making good throws. So I would lean Niners here. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. But I do really like the Saints, and I could see them covering. So I, I'm on the fence on this one. Yeah, it's a borderline lock with the Niners for me. Um, they played extremely well last week against probably the best team in football. Um, granted, you know, it was played in a rainstorm, pretty brutal conditions, but I really like what they did defensively against the Ravens, just playing very physical football, um, kind of going all out to stop the run. Lamar had 100 yards um, through the air, I think it was. But, you know, these are pretty even teams. Uh, New Orleans has played well all year, but I think San Fran has a slight edge. So I think they win this thing, cover easily. Um, It's tough. It's a tough matchup spot for them. They're traveling east, and it's an early game. It's the second week in a row that they're, you know, on that side of the country. But the Niners' run game has just been the difference. That's kind of what pushes pushes it in their favor for me. I think they do the same thing against the Saints as what they did last week. Um, you know, they had Raheem Mostert, their third string guy, had a huge game last week, ripping off yeah. chunk runs yeah. all over the place. And I think that that Ravens defense might be better than this New Orleans defense um, in a dome. So much different conditions. I think the San Fran offense gets going a little bit. Um, so I like I like getting the two and a half here and borderline lock here. Um you got anything on the over under 44 and a half? I like the over. I think that this is easily like a 24-21 game, and that, that covers your over there. Um, I think a lot of points can be put up. I think it's a good bounce back week offensively for San Francisco. Obviously, they moved the ball in the bad weather last week, but playing in the dome, I think a lot of points get put up. And you mentioned it, Mostert. He was like their third string guy. They just have guys in the backfield where they kind of just ride the hot hand. And that was Mostert last week. And he, he was the guy who had fresh legs. They could go back to Matt Breida. They could go to... Uh, was uh, Tevin Coleman? Their other they have three pretty good running backs, so I mean they can kind of rotate them in, ride the hot hand, and so I I do like their run game here. It'll be interesting to see how they match up. I think the Saints have been solid against the run, um, off the top of my head, but that'll be I think that's probably the game of the week in terms of matchup. Yeah, New Orleans has been sixth against the run so far, so yeah. um, that plays well, knowing that San Fran's probably going to run the ball a lot, but we'll see. I like San Fran. Um. Possibly the game of the week, um, one of the best matchups of the week. Buffalo is at home getting six points versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, off the top, it just seems like a lot of points. The six, I think Buffalo is a solid football team. They've been playing well recently, um, especially. Um, the Bills are 5-0-1 as a dog versus the spread in their last six. Um, Buffalo is just one back of the Pats at this point in the FCE, so this is a big game for them. Um, you know, Singletary's been a stud. Ever since they kind of started going to him more in the backfield, their offense has been rolling, um, going a little bit more up-tempo. I think he's a really good football player. I think the biggest kind of the X factor here is can the Bills get pressure on Lamar? Um, I think they probably need to go all out against the run, but if they can get after him in the passing game, that'll kind of swing things. Bills have had 10 days to prepare for this thing after playing that Thanksgiving game last week. Um Really, the swinger here for me just might be the Bills' run defense versus that Ravens' running game. If the Ravens can keep things going on the ground, um, 
I could see them easily, you know, covering the six. It's something I'll probably stay away with. I'd probably tease it down to Ravens at a pick em, if anything. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Buffalo will probably give them a run for their money. Yeah, I like the Ravens here. Um, I mean, I guess to start off, I'll talk about the Bills. We've kind of talked about it before. This is a Bills team that I, I, I really like, this Bills squad. Uh, we've talked about, like, Josh Allen and what he can bring to a football team as a quarterback. Um, and he's a guy who's been improving week to week. Um, and, you know, I mean, he keeps plays alive with his legs. He makes the good throws with his arm. Um, that offense is kind of they've, – they've turned a leaf, it seems like, where they've been able to put up points against pretty good defenses. The Ravens, though, they present a problem on defense in that we've talked about it before. Their, their schemes on their blitzes are just so complex, it's hard for an offensive line to pick them up. Um, so I think they're actually going to get after Josh Allen here, cause some problems, probably a couple turnovers. And I just – you made the point how this Bills run defense has just been awful all year long, and that's exactly what the Ravens do well. They're the best running team in football by quite a large margin, especially when you have you know Lamar Jackson out there going for over 100 yards almost every single game. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball well um, and just kind of really take control of this game. If they get a lead, I don't, I don't think they're going to give it up because they're not going to give the ball back very much. So I could see the Ravens putting up a lot of points on what's a really good defense just because they're going to run the ball down their throats. Um, I mean, we talked about I do like the Bills too. I think the Bills could maybe sneakily backdoor cover this at plus six. I'd like it more if it was seven for the Bills. But if it's going to stay down here at six, I'm going to take the Ravens, and that's a pretty strong lead for me. I really like the Ravens this year. The Atlanta Falcons are laying three points at home versus the Panthers. I'm not really sure why Atlanta's laying points here. Um, this is one of a couple of lines that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Biggest thing I think might be the Ron Rivera firing. Um, obviously happened last week. But otherwise, I think the Panthers are probably a better football team. But they cannot stop the run. That's what killed them last week against the Redskins. Terrible loss. Um, but Atlanta, on the other side, doesn't really run the ball very well. So maybe it's not as big of a deal in this matchup. Um, I'd probably go with the Panthers here. I think it's a good matchup for McCaffrey against the Atlanta defense, um, but not a strong lean. I'm with you. I'm, I'm slightly leaning Panthers as well. I don't like the Falcons' defense. Um, I think Kyle Allen is passable as a quarterback. Biggest thing for me is I think Christian McCaffrey is going to go off. I like the two receivers for the Panthers to have big games, um, and I just trust that Panthers defense a lot more than I trust the Falcons defense. Um, the Panthers, like you said, they can't stop the run, but the Falcons don't run it very much, and they're really good in the secondary. Uh, I don't think they're going to give up much to Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and those guys, so it's also a slight lean for me. I would maybe look at the over here. It's currently at 47. I think this could be a high-scoring game in the Dome. Um, I think both these offenses have some weapons. That's probably my favorite aspect of this line in general. Um, Panthers plus three is, you know, it's a slight lean, but I think I'm, I'm more towards the over 47 here than anything else. And I will say, too, if you're going to take the Panthers, you might as well just take a money line because you're going to get better odds. They're currently at plus 150. So yeah. you put 10 bucks down, you're making 15 back. I, that's, that's where I'd lean, too. I would take the money line. You're getting better odds. I think Panthers probably win this thing. Um, so the Cleveland Browns are at home, laying seven points against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, since he got the win, their first win of the season last week against the Jets, um, soaked uh, Zach Taylor in Gatorade after the game. Don't see that a whole lot in Week 13 NFL games, but nevertheless, it happened. I'm staying very far away from this. I think this will be pretty gross. Um, I don't like the way Cleveland's been playing. They play better against bad football teams than they do against, you know, 
teams that are average to above average. Dalton looked pretty good last week for Cincy. And that offense is definitely better with him. Mixon's been running the ball a little bit better. Um, is this a Cleveland get-right game? It very possibly might be. But seven is too many points for me. I could easily see this thing being close. Um, disgusting, bad football. I'm not going to watch it. Um, but I would slightly lean with Cleveland if I had to. Would you take the under 41 and a half if you think it's going to be messy? Uh, probably. Um, in Cleveland, it's going to be cold. Um, afternoon game. I don't know. I'd probably look at the weather in this. I, I think it's probably going to be. I lean the under for sure. Yeah, I'm also leaning. I'm leaning Bengals. Um, I think Joe Mixon's going to be able to to run the ball pretty well against the Browns. They haven't. I don't think they've been too good against the run so far this year. Their linebacker core isn't the greatest. Um, like you said, this is kind of a messy game. It's a weird line, right at seven. I don't have a strong lean. If it was you know closer to ten, I'd probably take the Bengals. Um, but for now, I'd probably just lean that way. Just because the Browns have kind of been a mess all year. I don't like Freddie Kitchens. I don't like that defense. Uh, Bengals are riding high off of a W. Maybe they come out and get – maybe they get another one here in Cleveland. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen uh, with, with teams like the Bengals who don't have much to play for other than that first draft pick. Are they going to tank? Who knows? So I'm going to go with – I'm going to take the seven slightly, and I'm not going to bet this game at all. Stay away. Yeah, Cleveland is 23rd against the rush, so not good. It could be a mix and kind of goes off football game. Yeah. That's, that's what would scare me if you're on the Browns is Mixon having a big game and, and kind of carrying that offense for the Bengals, keeping yeah. the ball away from, from uh, Baker and those guys. So Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite at home versus Indy. Um, it's a tough one. This one went from, well, I guess it's at three right now. It was at one and a half, or it's up to three from one and a half. It started at one and a half for Tampa Bay. And then the Colts obviously lost last week. Um, but I don't know. The Colts are banged up. They got a new kicker. Vinatieri is hurt. Um, a knee injury probably going on the IR. So a new kicker helps, and it makes you feel a little more comfortable with this thing being at three. Um, I think the Colts are a better football team, and they need this thing to stay in the playoff race. So same with Tampa, though. I mean, they're still somewhat in it in the NFC South. Um, but I think that the Colts are just a better team. They probably forced some turnovers, and I'm getting the points, so I'm going to take the Colts here. I'm on the other side here, and it's a pretty strong lean for me too. I really like Tampa Bay in this spot. They are the best defense against the run. Um, that's what the Colts like to do, even without Marlon Mack to try to run the football. They don't want you know Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball 40 times a game. Um, so I think they're going to try to run the football. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to let them. I think they're going to kind of stifle them on defense, even though their secondary hasn't been very good. They haven't been the best against the pass, but they're really good against the run. I don't think Jacoby Brissett's necessarily the guy to beat them. Um, and on, then on the other side of the ball, I don't think the Colts are pretty banged up in the secondary, um, and because of that, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And it's always scary to bet on Jameis because you never know what you're going to get. It's either going to be really good or really bad. Um, but I like him against this Colts team with that bang up, banged up secondary. I think he's going to be able to make throws. I think he's going to be able to feed Godwin and Evans. I think they're going to have huge games. Uh, I can see them putting up a lot of points. This is a Bucks offense that we've seen put up, you know, 50-something points already this year. So I'm going to go the Bucks here against this banged-up Colts team laying three points at home. Over-under in this one is currently at 47. Um, I could see a lot of points in this one. Um, 47 is kind of high, so I'd probably stay away from it. But Yeah. I don't have a lean on the over-under either because, I, frankly, I'm not too sold on this Colts offense without Marlon Mack. I don't know if they're going to be able to put up, you know, 28 points or whatever they yeah. would need. 
Yep. Um, Houston, nine-point favorite at home versus Denver. Um, this one's a lean for Denver for me. Um, it's up to nine, start at seven and a half. It just seems too high. Um, it seems like the Texans are always playing in close football games. The Denver defense has been solid these last few, fe- few, few weeks. They got the win last week against uh, the Chargers. Um, it's a big game next week for the Texans. They play the Titans um, division game. That'll be to kind of, you know, those teams are both kind of battling it out for the title um, in the AFC South. So it could be kind of a look-ahead game. They're just going, just trying to get the win here at home. Um, Corlin Sutton's been awesome. Drew Locke looked pretty good last week. He's better than Brandon Allen, I think. Oh, yeah. And the... Broncos have Chris Harris, who will be lined up against Hopkins. That could possibly slow him down a little bit. It's just too big of a line. So I, I, I like the value with the Broncos here. Um, so I'm taking them. Yeah, this one's kind of, you know, I'm on the fence with this one. The reason I'm scared is because that Texans offense is one where even if Hopkins kind of gets shut down, they still have Will Fuller on the other side. And we've seen those big plays where Watson kind of chucks it downfield and Fuller just runs under it. You get those huge chunk plays, long touchdowns or whatnot. Um, and the Texans are a team that can kind of blow anybody out, but they're also a team that they're very week to week, kind of like the Bucks on offense. You know, some weeks they go off, some weeks they're more stagnant. Um, and this one, though, I, I'm with you. I'm going to lean the Broncos. I like that defense. I think they're kind of going to be able to to hold the Texans offense in check. And you mentioned it. Drew Locke looked fantastic. I think he's a pretty solid young quarterback, um, a real upgrade for this offense. He was hurt, and that's why Brandon Allen was in there. Um, once Joe Flacco went down, but I like Drew Locke. I don't think this Texans defense is anything spectacular at this point, kind of middle of the road. So it'll it'll be a good test for Drew Locke, you know, going into Houston against a middling defense, see what he can do. Um, but I'm I'm with you taking the nine points just because that's a big line. Um, as for the over-under, it's currently at 42.5. Maybe you look over just because the Texans, you know, have those big weapons on the outside, but I don't really have a strong lean there either. This is kind of a weird game for me. I kind of like the over. I think that the Texans could put up some points, and even with it at nine, I think the Broncos still keep it close. You know, they've got weapons offensively, yeah. and like you said, the Texans' secondary especially really hasn't done much this year. So I could see this going over that 42.5 easily, something like, you know, 21-13, you know, you go over there. So, um, 21-13. 21-13 would not go over. 21, 24-20, something like that. I think that there will be points in it. Um, yeah, I could see that, too. So, Minnesota's at home, 12.5-point favorite versus Detroit. Um, first thing that jumped out at me is just a lot of points. Um, David Blau, Blau, Blah. Blah. I don't know. <laughs> he was solid last week against a pretty good defense in the Bears. Um, this is a tough road game. One of the best home field advantages in Minnesota. Um, it's just too many points. I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah, I don't like betting against the Vikings at home. That's why I don't want to take the Lions at all. Um, biggest thing I look at here is the over-under, 43.5. I could see the under because I could see the Lions putting up three points frankly um it's a good vikings defense and against an inexperienced quarterback and you know like a third or fourth string running back bo scarborough i mean he's solid but he's not a guy who's gonna put up a bunch of points for you so i would lean the under more than anything 43 and a half um but in terms of the the plus 12 and a half i'm gonna stay away from that let's see arizona's at home they're a two-point underdog versus the pittsburgh steelers um the look ahead for this was 
one and a half point favorite for Arizona. So this thing moved a lot after the Steelers got that win against the Browns last week, and Arizona lost last week. Um, yeah, they got killed by the Rams. Yeah, that was a tough one for them at home too. So yeah, um, I think that the Steelers' defense probably shuts down Kyler Murray in that offense. Um, they've looked really solid these last few weeks. Um, so I would probably lean Steelers here. I'd probably lock it. I think the Steelers definitely get a win, um, nice. cover the two. Um, they've been trending upward. It's just crazy to see what the this football team has done, what Mike Tomlin has done with this team. Coach of the year? Um, quite possibly. You probably. know, With their third-string quarterback now, I think Duck Hodges is better than Mason Rudolph. Um, yes. So he'll take care of the football. Steelers probably don't score a ton here, but I don't think Arizona does either. Um so under 43 and a half? Probably the under. I like the under. Yeah, I lean the under as well. So, yeah, give me the Steelers. Let me lock it in. I'm right there with you. I'm not locking it uh, just because that Cardinals offense is kind of scary. Uh, they looked bad last week against the Rams, but it's it's one of those offenses that could go off. But like you said, the Steelers defense has been fantastic. T.J. Watt out there just disrupting the quarterback. Um, Cardinals don't have a very good offensive line. I think they're going to get after Kyler. I think they're going to shut them down on offense. Um, so I would lean the Steelers, but it's not a lock just because I think that the Cardinals have enough weapons on offense to scare me. So I like the Steelers minus two and a half or minus two. But the one thing is they have so many injuries on offense. So who knows? Yeah, that, that hurts. I think it's all leaning towards their defense right now. Third and DVOA overall. Yeah. Fourth and fifth against the pass and the run, <clears throat> respectively. So. They do everything, um, and that's really what gets them wins. So mm-hmm. I could see them winning by a field goal easy. Um, Jacksonville is a three-point underdog at home versus the L.A. Chargers. This is the other line that makes no sense to me. Jacksonville is a I, – I, I just don't think that the Chargers are a six-point um, – six points better than Jacksonville um, when you put home field advantage into this thing. So, you know, it's a home dog, which I love, and I think that Jacksonville is a better football team. It's a lock for me. Minshew's playing. Foles got benched last week. Um, and I like the fact that Minshew can kind of move around in the pocket. The Jacksonville O-line isn't great. Um, and he can kind of keep plays alive. they got weapons. I really like what Chark's done all year. He was quiet last week, but I think he blows up here against the Chargers. And I think Jacksonville can get after Rivers, too, make him make a few mistakes. He hasn't been very good this year. Um, so getting three points at home, and I'm going to lock in the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one, uh, my initial lean was to be with you at plus three, but I have to take the Chargers minus three here. Um, I mean, this is a Chargers team that they seem to invent new ways of losing every single week. Last week against the Broncos on a P.I. call late in the game, led to a game-winning field goal. But this Jaguars defense has been pretty suspect all year long. And they just lost their middle linebacker, Miles Jack, for the year. So they're struggling with injuries. Their offensive line is bad. I could see the Chargers getting pressure on Minshew. You said, like you said, he can keep plays alive with his feet, but he's still a young quarterback who's going to be scrambling for his life. And I don't want to bet on that, especially with, um, oh, what's his name, Derwin James back there at safety. He came back last week, made an impact. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think they, this is a get-right game for the Chargers, minus three in Jacksonville. I just don't think the Jaguars necessarily have the weapons on either side of the football to, to put up a, a victory here against the Chargers or stay within a field goal. We will see over-under for this one is currently at 43.5. Um, 
I could see offense being a lot of offense in this one. I, I, I could see the overhitting. Um, Jacksonville has not been good against the run, mm-hmm. which is something that, you know, the Chargers have a couple of backs in um, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Um, could see them getting going out of the backfield. So we'll see, but give me the points. Um, Oakland is a three-point underdog at home versus the Tennessee Titans. What do you have? I really like the Titans here. Um, it's close to a lock for me. Um, the thing for me here is the Titans run the ball extremely well. Derrick Henry has been on another level. He might be in the conversation for best running back so far in 2019. Um, the Raiders are really bad against the run. I believe they're bottom like four or five in the league against the run. So toss me the Titans here. Um, Tannehill's been able to do things for that offense as well. I think their offenses look good, and their defense is pretty solid too, especially against the run, which is what the Raiders are going to want to do. And this is a Raiders offense that I've been on all year long, right? But the last few weeks, Derek Carr hasn't looked very good. He doesn't want to throw the ball downfield. He's checking down. He hasn't been doing a whole lot. I think the Titans are going to be able to kind of keep that offense in check, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball down their throats and cover this three pretty easily. I also really like the under. It's currently at 47.5. I see why it's there because I I think people um, believe that this Raiders offense can put up a lot of points and the Titans have been playing well, but I'm going to lean the under here. I think the Titans defense and the Titans running game is going to get them a victory. Yeah, absolutely. This is a lock for me with the Titans. I love them here. They're hot. They've won three straight. They are in the AFC South race, 7-5 and five right now, one back of the Texans. Um, started off slow, but they are picking things up, and I think the quarterback changes had a lot to do with that. They've been playing well defensively. Derrick Henry has been running the ball really well. I like the Tennessee defense versus the Oakland offense matchup. Um, like you said, Derrick Carr does not throw the ball downfield. They kind of just control the football. They like to run it. Um and so far, Tennessee is fourth against the run so far this year. I think they can do their best to shut down Josh Jacobs and make Derek Carr beat them, which I don't think happens. Um, so I will lay the three, um, and I think that they get a solid win here and stay in playoff contention. Uh, I just think Oakland is trending the wrong way. I don't like what I've seen from them. So yep. give me the Titans as a lock. Yep, completely agree. Um, another game of the week um, contender, the New England Patriots are at home. There's some good games this week. Yeah. Three Next point, one's good, too. Yeah. Three-point favorites um, New England is over the Chiefs. Um, are people kind of counting the Pats out at this point? I feel like they probably are. Uh, I, I mean, there's definitely a lot of narrative around, you know, Tom Brady being washed up. This offense is terrible. Um, there's a lot of that talk going on, and I don't know if it's too far from the truth, frankly. The offense hasn't looked good. It's not Tom Brady's fault, though. That's where everybody's wrong. I mean, Tom Brady's still fine. He's still Tom Brady. He's going to make the right throws. He's going to make the right reads. It's just this offense in general, not having a whole lot of weapons at the wide receiver spot. Haven't been able to run the ball very well all year long. Um, I don't like the Patriots' offense, frankly, but the thing about the Patriots is they're incredibly well coached. They're always one of the best special teams teams in the NFL, and they have the best defense in the NFL. So if, if you're taking the Patriots here against the Chiefs, you're going to count on them. Um, you're going to count on their defense keeping them in the game, and you're going to count on the Chiefs not having the best defense for Tom Brady and those guys to kind of have a maybe a renaissance game here for Tom and put up some points. Um, so I, I don't know. For me personally, I'm going to bet on Patrick Mahomes to be able to kind of uh, pick apart this really, really good Patriots defense. I don't like this pick. I don't love it. I kind of just want to watch this game without putting any money on it. But I would lean the Chiefs just because, like I said, I don't really like this Patriots offense. 
Chiefs are plus 145 in the money line, too, so... Might, uh, um, might as well, frankly. Probably go there if you like the Chiefs in this one. Over-unders at 48 and a half. Um, I like the under in that. I think that this thing probably stays relatively low-scoring. Cold game, 4 o'clock start, 4.30 start in New England, so um, essentially a night game. Um, but that all being said, I like the Pats here. Um, I think they get it done, and I think they expose the Chiefs defensively. I think this could be the week where they can put up some points and their defense is able to keep Mahomes and the Chiefs offense in check. It was a tough loss for them last week. The Pats and the Chiefs rolled. I think the Pats will be ready to go, ready to bounce back. Um, And 17 of the past 24 Pats home games have gone under in bad weather. So a good stat for you there. And then the Pats were 41-18 and against the spread in December and January home games. And then Brady is 41-19 and um, against the spread coming off of a loss. So with this being such a low line at three, they are playing a good football team, but the numbers kind of lead you that way. I like New England just laying the three here. Um, I think they get things going and expose that Chiefs defense. So One thing I will say is um, I think it's going to be a close game, so I really like taking this Chiefs plus three, teasing that up to nine. I don't think they let it get out of their hands like that. Um, so I like the Chiefs there um, in a teaser to up to plus nine. One other thing, if you haven't already, you got to go check out the video of Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick's son. There's a video of him on Twitter giving a little interview in the locker room after a game, and he sounds exactly like Bill Belichick. People thought that they had like dubbed over Bill's voice onto him, but it, I mean, it's literally the same tone, same cadence, same everything. It, it's incredible. You have to watch he it. He is Bill Belichick. He cloned himself. 2.0. He cloned him. Um, another good one, Sunday night game, Rams and this Hawks are playing, Rams are at home. This one is currently a pick 'em. It was the Rams minus one, moved to a pick 'em. Um, this is a lock for Keaton. He likes the Seahawks. Oh yeah, we got to Keaton's lock. We got to Keaton's lock. Here it is. <laughs> I like the Rams. Keaton likes the Seahawks. It's a lock for him. Um, oh, I'm a tiebreaker? Yeah. The thing for me, it's just an absolutely must win for the Rams to keep pace in the NFC playoff race. They are chasing the Vikings right now. Um, and I believe the Vikings are eight and three. Let me check really quick. Vikings are eight and four. Rams are seven and five. So they're currently a game back. Vikings should roll against Detroit. Rams really need this one. Um, these two teams combined for 59 points in their last matchup. Came down to that missed field goal by Zerline. And I think Goff will be fine at home this week. He played, he threw for 400 plus yards last week against, uh, the bad Cardinals defense, but the Hawks' defense hasn't been anything to write home about either. So I think there will be a lot of points in this thing. I like the over more than anything. Um, it's currently a 47. I, just, I, I feel like Seattle's probably due for a bad showing, too. They've won a lot of close games in weeks past. Um, in prime time, the Rams' defense has been playing well. So I think that they get the win, and I think that it could possibly be a clunker for Seattle. Before I get to why I completely agree with you and I'm going to lock in the Rams here as a pick at home, I will argue Keaton's side, and Keaton's side is Russell Wilson. Okay, now that that's passed with, I will go to why I like the Rams. Um, so in the last, like, four games that these two teams have played, I think the lowest amount of points that the Rams have put up is 29. Um, so I think they just completely have the Seattle defense figured out. Uh, you saw them put up 34 last week against the Cardinals. I think that kind of gets them rolling, gets Goff some confidence. Um, kind of just picks up that offense that has kind of struggled all year after doing what they did last year. So I'm going to go Rams here. I think they're going to be able to exploit Seattle. 
I think Seattle is not as good as their record just because they've had probably like, I think it's like four or five weeks where like something just kind of goes their way towards the end of a game. Sure, a lot of that is skill, but there's also some where it's like, eh, they could have lost that game pretty easily. Um, so I think, you know, if they do lose a couple of those games, you're gonna, you would see the Rams laying some points here. So I really like the Rams at this spot as a pick them. Take them on the money line. You're getting plus 110 odds. I really like that. Over under 47. I love the over here. I think it's going to be high scoring. And I think that the Rams are going to come out on top at home with home field advantage. We will see. And Russell Wilson is, I mean, he'll be the X factor in this thing if the Hawks pull it off. Um, he does it all. It's hard to game plan against him. Um, and obviously Seattle loves to pound the ball. They have both Chris Carson and Rashad, Rashad Penny um, back playing well. Both scored touchdowns last week. Um, so I could see him, you know, running the football well. Um, that's probably their key to winning is Russ making plays, possibly coming down to the last drive, which it has a lot of the time this year. Um, we'll see. I like the Rams. Seth's locking them in. Give them to me. I might as well lock them in as well. Let's go. Um, Keaton will bet you on it, bud. We will. 100 bucks from both of us. You're going to bet against your Rams as we watch the game together with a Seahawks fan in the room? We got it. Figure it out. All right, last but not least, well, last but probably least, the Monday night game. <laughs> the Eagles are at home laying 10 points against the New York football Giants. Update. My app says it's 9.5 now. 9.5. It is 9.5. Um, it was 10 when we started. Went down to 9.5. Um, Eagles had a terrible showing last week against Miami. They put up 31 points and somehow managed to lose against one of the worst teams in football. Ryan Fitzmagic. It just seems like too many points for me. Um, Eli is back, the Eli Renaissance hey. plan. He is currently 500 exactly on his career, so he is looking to go out with a winning record. Um, I don't know if it sparks the offense necessarily. He's probably going to do just as much as Danny Dimes has. I don't think he turns the ball over a lot in this game. They probably don't rely on him a whole lot to do much offensively. I see them giving the ball to Saquon a lot. I could see this going under easily. I don't think Philly puts up a lot of points. I just don't like the way they're trending. So I would lean Giants if I had to. I am with you. When I saw this line, I loved it. But then I remembered that Eli was playing, and I liked it a little bit less. But I still like the Giants here. Um, the one thing with Eli is I think at this point he's kind of a game manager. So hopefully he kind of you know keeps um, control of the ball and doesn't turn it over, which is something Danny Dimes was doing quite a bit. So I am going to take the Giants plus 9.5. The one thing that worries me is that the Eagles' run defense is really good, and Saquon hasn't been very good lately. Um, I think it's been multiple weeks since he's hit, like, 100 yards or even close to it. Um, But with all that being said, I don't like the way that the Eagles have been trending. Another thing that you might worry about if you're betting the Giants here is that with the Cowboys looking like they're going to lose, I believe it's 31-14 right now with seven minutes left in the fourth. Um, with the Cowboys going down, the Eagles have a good spot here where if they just completely demolish the Giants, then you know they kind of have control of the NFC East for now. Um, so it's going to be a big game for them. There's a lot riding on it. But with that being said, I think the Giants are going to try to play spoiler here, uh, keep it close, give me the 9.5, maybe sprinkle some money on that money line just because we saw the Eagles lose to the Dolphins last week. We know they're susceptible. Um, but not a strong lean. I would probably lean the under 46 as well. So. Yeah, with the loss tonight, that puts the Eagles at six and seven, or the Cowboys at six and seven. Sorry, and the Eagles, yeah, should get a win. Tie the Cowboys atop the 
great, great division, the NFC East. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't necessarily love it, but I would definitely take the Giants as well. Tease them up to 15 and a half. Absolutely. Um, and if you're going after the Eagles, I would definitely tease that thing down. Yeah. Um, but that just about does it. Do you have any teaser plays this week that you like? Oh, well, shoot. Let me go take a look. Dolphins, get them up to 11 and a half. You could take the Redskins up to 18 and a half. I absolutely – I think there's no way that that doesn't hit. Um, you know, you could take the Niners up to eight and a half. That's a really good football team to get that many points. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good lines out there that you could tease. If you like the Browns, take them down to minus one. Or take the Bengals up to plus whatever that is, 12. No, 13. There we go. Math's hard. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good teaser lines out there, especially in, like, those low-scoring games. Like, you could take the Broncos up to 15. You could take the Lions up to 18 and a half. When it's low-scoring like that, you know, it's usually not a blowout. So there's yeah. some good lines out there. What about you? I like the Rams, teasing them up to six from a pick em. Um Getting points there, I think it's definitely close. Um, Jacksonville up to plus nine. I like that against the Chargers. I think they keep it relatively close there as well. Um Minnesota down to like six and a half. They should win that thing by a touchdown easily. Broncos up to 15. I like that. Um, Panthers up to nine, possibly. Yeah. I think that's a close in-division um, rivalry game. Then maybe even Buffalo up to 12. I think that thing stays close for sure with the Ravens. I think they show up to play. I'd probably prefer taking Ravens down to a pick em. Yeah, that as well. I mean, either way there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good lines for teasers this week. Um, I'll probably put down a couple of them. So, Just a quick note on the teasers, if you notice there. One thing that is very important when considering a teaser is to never tease through the number zero. So, for example, the Chargers are minus three. If you tease them, you get them at plus three. The thing about that is once you go through zero, your odds lower significantly of hitting that bet. Um, so when you're doing a teaser, what you want to do is you want to take the number through the key numbers. The key numbers are three and seven. So on the other side of that, or let's go with the Cardinals. They're plus two. You put them up to plus eight. You're crossing through that three. You're crossing through that seven. Those are key numbers. And once you do that, your odds increase. Um, so for both sides of it, you want to go through the three and the seven, and you don't ever want to tease through zero because your odds are just going to lower significantly. Obviously, yes, it can hit. Um, but just if you do this, you know, over a long period of time, you're going to hit a lot better if you never tease through zero and go through those key numbers. So just a quick note there on teasers. Yeah, something to keep in mind for sure. So um, that'll about do it this week. Um, we are Gambling Couch at Gambling Couch on Twitter, thegamblingcouch at gmail.com. If you want to send us any emails, um, hit us up on Twitter. Whatever you've got, questions, comments, suggestions, um, We've got open ears to everything, so... Very open ears. Thank you guys for listening. Um, oh, and we are talking about possibly going into a... What is it? Just like a general sports podcast once the NFL is over, right? Yeah, so stay tuned. Once we get through we the NFL big season, things coming for you guys. We will kind of expand into all realms of the sports world. Um, kind of in talks to do so, so stay tuned for that. Um... And, yeah, thanks for giving us a listen. We'll be back next week, and let's win some money this week. Let's get the money.